Triple M, and you're with a drive home across WA. It's good to have you here. He has got another mini tour around Western Australia, and I know that there are places that you're going to have to have a hell of a drive to see Kevin Bloody Wilson, but I recommend you do. This bloke has been playing for 40-some years. Kevin Bloody Wilson has played at the Sydney Opera House, at the Palladium. He has played in Las Vegas, and he's going all over the place, anywhere there is a curb or a post office. I give you the one, thank God, <laughs> the only Kevin Bloody Wilson. Hey, how are you, Crippard? I'm very well indeed. Thank you. It's nice to uh, nice to be able to talk to you again. I haven't spoken to you for a while. I've, my, my first question, and I think I, I'd better get this out of the road first off, because I listed some of your achievements there. I remember the first album uh, was, you know, way back in the late 70s. So my question is, how are you still alive? <laughs> well, I love what I do, Cliff. That's that's a big, big important part of uh, what I do. But uh, and I, I get to travel the world with my very best friend in the world, which is my wife Betty, yeah. um, and just she accompanies me everywhere we go. A very integral part of the team, uh, along with, uh, of course, my my daughter will be on these shows, Jenny Taylor from Australia. Mm, yeah, can <laughs> sing a bit too. <laughs> it's interesting you were saying, you know, played on the lovely places like the the London Palladium and the Sydney Opera House, and uh, now I'm at the, uh, the Bunbury Entertainment Centre. And it doesn't take long to hit the skids in this business, does it, mate? <laughs> <laughs> the 14th in Esperance, the 15th in Albany, 16th in Bunbury, uh, and then it's Rockingham, Gosnells and Wanneroo, and then I'm looking after that, you're going to New Zealand, and then after that you're going to the UK, and heaven only knows what you're going to be doing by the end of the year. So a second uh, deep and meaningful question, is Colonel Tom Parker your manager these days? <laughs> no, uh, we set our own pace on all this sort of stuff, and as I said uh, in the opening, Cliff, I love what I do, and uh, fortunately Betty loves what we do, and then just loves to travel, and we've, you know, it's, uh, it's like yourself in a way, you know, you've got friends all over the place, you could... Uh, uh, not that we ever go bed down at their house or anything, but, you know, it's always great to catch up with friends all over the world. And, and the audiences are, are continuing to grow because uh, people that we made friends with uh, 30, 40 years ago, now they're bringing their families to the shows. In fact, in some places, it's uh, third generation. So it's, it's, it's going to last forever. That's got to gladden your heart. When you look out into the audience and there's younger people there who obviously weren't even thought of even when Kev's Back came out, which I think was 86, one of the biggest selling albums in Australian music history. And suddenly they're, they're coming to your shows. And obviously they've been spoken to by mum or, or dad or, you know, granddad or whatever. And suddenly you've got a whole new audience. So, you know, does that give you a heart to skip? I, I think it's a nice family thing too as well. You know, it's sort of like a, uh, an awakening when... Uh uh, John Laws once said that it, it's the um, soundtrack to puberty in Australia. And I'm sure <laughs> that the kids would have heard it in the car on their way to the camping trip with Pop or their dad or whatever. Uh, and uh, now those kids have got kids of their own and they're going through the same thing that their kids are going through puberty. So part of that in Australia is introduce them to kids. Yeah, I think that's probably the case with, uh, with, with the people all over the country. And I want to come back to the shock value soon. I'm getting a bit serious here, so I'm just going to go to uh, some silliness. You do like silly humour, don't you? you, you, oh, you, yeah. you you've, got the, you've got the sort of sense of humour of an eight-year-old. <laughs> an eight-year-old with Tourette's, perhaps. <laughs> 
<laughs> Could be, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. you do like the silly stuff. I do, yeah. I love British humour because uh, that's, you know, that's that's off the scale sometimes. Uh, American humour, not so much. Uh, you know, I still struggle to get a giggle out of Seinfeld and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, but the, the British humour is a bit more pie-in-the-face pie stuff, and I absolutely love it. And the, the lyrics, of course, it comes to that. See, I don't know if anyone's, you know, if they ever write another book about you, and I might come back to the book again soon too, but, you know, for now, if they ever write about you, they're not going to compare your lyrics to, uh, say, a Bob Dylan I wouldn't think. I mean, there's a gulf between Grandad's got a stiffy and like a Rolling Stone. You'd have to admit that. <laughs> Read my hat, Dilly Gas. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, one of the things I've never tried to compare myself to anybody. I, I just love the bawdy ballad, and uh, it seemed that when I went in to record it, I had, you know, I thought my mates are going to enjoy it, you know, because I've been singing this in pubs and that for a couple of years around Kalgoorlie. Um, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, I've got more mates out there than I thought I had. Mm. Uh, and, and the first one went uh, triple platinum, I think. I can't recall, but it was uh, huge amounts of sales that I never expected. I I just thought it'd be a blokey thing for the boys in the footy clubs. Mm. But they're bringing their wives and, as I said earlier, you know, bringing their kids now. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm wondering whatever happened to that lost death metal album that you did? Um <laughs> I was surprised by that. Uh, the death metal, yeah. I, I, I seem to have lost that somewhere. <laughs> I seem to have lost that somewhere, Cliff. Yeah, it's uh, that probably got lost with my gospel album. Well, you know, you did do a straight country music album, didn't you? I did. Early days, there's sad songs and waltzes. That's it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, Actually, did you get a copy of that? Uh, mate, I don't know if your mum got a copy of that. Uh, yeah, well, I know mum had a copy of it. I just wonder who had the other one. <laughs> <laughs> so are you putting that in the one that's marked um, seemed like a good idea at the time? <laughs> well, it was because I was sort of uh, trying to carve a living out of straight music, but then I looked around when I when I got to Perth after Kalgoorlie, I got to Perth, and I thought, oh, Jesus, there's a whole lot better talent around here than me. Mm. So I got, and, and I didn't purposely want to be different. I just came down here as myself and, uh, you know, throwing a few of these old bawdy ballads around and a couple of decompositions out of Kalgoorlie. And then uh, all of a sudden, when I got to record it, it just went berserk. And I, I never expected it. And, and I still look over my shoulder thinking, how did I do that? Because it's just something that evolved into something I never expected. It does come, though, to the point of you've got to stay in your lane. People expect you to stay in your lane. Uh, and I know you've got a new album that you're working on at the moment, National Dilly Gaff Day, and I might talk some more about that soon. But, you know, it's it's very nice to be able to go, oh, listen, I really love this sort of music. I want to do this. But people go, no, nah, no, nah, sorry. No, nah, we don't like that. We just want this, thank you. We don't care what else you can do. We want this over here. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of that, I suppose. <clears throat> and I've seen... Uh... I think it was Rodney Carrington, an American uh, comic singer and, and country singer, a great singer, in fact. And uh, he uh, put out a couple of albums, but he always had a serious song on the album. I thought, oh, that sort of changed the tone of it a bit. Mm. What about decomposing the songs? Is it true that the Bellamy Brothers wouldn't let you decompose if you if I said you had a beautiful body? 
was that one? Uh, it was, oh, no, no, don't let the goat go. <laughs> 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 well, because the, the song was called uh, "Let Your Love Flow." That's the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah they yeah, they asked me not to do that. They didn't like that, so, hey. So I just changed the melody slightly and did it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and they got no royalties. That's correct. Nothing. That's exactly how it works. Zero. Listen, I'm going to take a, a quick break here. I can't play one of your songs. I'd love to. I, st- I still remember the first time you told me what you had done with Santa Claus. Oh, no, don't do that. Oh, geez, you can't do that. Uh, anyway, so I'll play something else, uh, and then we're going to come back. Kevin Bloody Wilson is with us today, special guest on The Drive Home on Triple M. Uh, 